Welcome to the Maximus Podcast with your hosts, Joe Sabula and Bobby Maximus. Today's episode is sponsored by Lalo, L-A-L-O.com. Go there for the best in tactical boots and uh, running shoes. There's also a Maximus shoe. Uh, Stanford just released a study. It's guaranteed to make you uh, lift more weights, uh, be better in your marriage, and, and cook better, uh, coincidentally, because we have Kat Cora on the show. I can't back any of that up, but I think it's true. We're also sponsored by 10,000, uh, 10,000.cc. Use the code Maximus15 for a discount. And, and I want to get right down to business. One of my favorite people on the planet is uh, on the podcast, Kat Cora. Uh, Kat, I'm going to try not to fanboy too much, but <laughs> to be honest with you, I, I think you're, do, do you know the term the GOAT? What that means? It's usually I kind of do. I always forget what the acronym is for, though. So, so the greatest, the greatest of all time. The, the way oh, I would okay, yeah, it yeah. is is Michael Jordan is the Cat Cora of basketball. Is oh how my I god, <laughs> that is like a huge. I mean, that is a huge introduction. That is something big. I love yes. that. I so love you, that. You're you, amazing. I really you. like love getting to know you on Instagram, and I'm so happy that you you come on and you are such a supporter and your background is incredible. And I'm a fitness maniac myself. So, um, I've done Krav Maga, I've like done martial arts. I'm not, a, I mean, I'm obviously just, I love to work out, but, um, I just love what you do. And the fact that you're all about health and wellness, like I am, this is amazing. Right. I'd, I'd love it. Thank you. And, and so you've been for people that are listening that don't know, you were, and if I get anything wrong, correct me. I want to say you were the first female chef to be inducted into the American Academy of Chefs Hall of Fame. Is that right? That's true. That's correct. Yeah. And, and you're also known as as the first female Iron Chef, which is which is pretty huge. Um, yes. And Bobby Flay, Mario Batali, uh, uh, Masharumu Morimoto. I mean, you're like uh, uh, among legends and. It's one thing I want to cut right to is I grew up in a household where I was uh, with my Italian grandmother, where I was beaten if I couldn't cut spaghetti noodles straight. And oh, uh, oh, that's <laughs> hardcore. <laughs> not use a, a pasta machine because she says, uh, Roberto, the machine, he makes it taste bad. And I'm like, you're, you're not. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll, I'll listen. And food uh, is, Food has been a huge part of my culture growing up. If I wasn't in the fitness industry, I, I would have been a chef. Um, and I remember my dad pulling me aside when I was 18. And he's like, I know you want to be a chef and stuff, but he's like, it's a lot more work than you think. It's not just cooking. You're, you're working 18 hours a day. It's your whole yeah. life. So you need to think about this. Um, it's one of the reasons he didn't open a restaurant. And one of the coolest things, this COVID thing's terrible and it's rough on a lot of people, but I got to say, and it's the, the talking point for this podcast, I love watching you cook at home. Oh, <laughs> that's amazing. Thank you. For, for people like me and Joe, like, I think I can, I can cook, but I'm a cook. I'm not a chef. And watching you on TV, you do all these incredible things I could never imagine. But then I turn on Instagram Live and you're doing tomato soup and grilled cheese. Well, that, that, that's like the, the old thing with doing uh, cooking shows of like, it's not real because you're putting all the ingredients together. And then like, you just set that dish aside, turn around, you pull it right out of the oven and like, voila, it's done. And, yeah. and be, being able to watch people like TV in magic. their actual, yeah. But, but like seeing you in your actual kitchen and it's like, Oh, so that's where she keeps the soup. Like, yeah, that's I mean, so much it is more really, 
Yeah, it is really raw. It is really like I'm literally come down, take my sweats off, throw on something. It's probably another pair of sweats or cleaner and throw a T-shirt on. And I'm like, yeah, this is what I'm doing for dinner tonight. And I think that it is so cool. I wouldn't have had time. I mean, I have time to cook because I cook all the time at home for the kids because Mm -hmm. I love I love cooking at home. But um, I'm one of those, you know, I think one of a small percentage of chefs that loves to come home from whatever they're doing and work and actually cook again. But I do enjoy that. But I wouldn't have had time to set it up and really, you know, film it and have all that. I mean, there was a whole week where Nicole and I were in um, separate quarantine and um, I was just doing it myself. So I was like trying to set it up on a can of tomatoes and angle it right and get the lighting right and throw a t-shirt on. And probably at that time didn't take my dirty sweats off. It just was like, you know, I'm going to cook. I'm just cooking dinner guys. And I'm so happy everybody's here. And it's just so authentic and real. There is nothing that is not real about it. It is real. Like, it's just, what do I have on hand? I'm pulling it out tonight, whether it's in, in, in a lot of stuff is out of my freezer. There's stuff, canned stuff out of my pantry and I have, you know, yeah, if I can grab a lemon off our tree, we're very lucky to have that and blessed. But that's, you know, something fresh. Um, that's really it. And it's been like one of the most fun things I think I've ever done. <laughs> it ended up being such a blessing for us. About that, like, are, are you like planning what you're going to cook for this? Or are you just kind of like walking around the kitchen going like, well, you know, I could throw that together. Or I could throw that together. Like, do, yeah, do that's you, pretty you make much a- what I'm doing. Like today, I've, I've really, you know, we're having Sheila E on tonight. You guys know Sheila E. She's like the most, the best drummer in the female drummer in the world. Mm-hmm. And was, was, you know, Prince's colleague and drummer and all in, and, and uh, confidant for years and years and years. And we're having her on tonight and she's dropping the single and we'll, we'll, we'll save that for five o'clock, but it's really <laughs> cool. And I, I know what I'm doing for tonight only because of her single. But other than that, like yesterday when I had Maria Shriver on, I was like, I had some eggplant. I'm like, I, you know, I did lamb the last two nights cause it was Greek Easter. Then I used it in a stew the next day cause I was using leftovers but I had some eggplant, I had some tomato, I had some roasted peppers in a jar. And I was like, you know, I'm going to do the stuffed eggplant that, you know, I've done a few times and, you know, it's vegan and it's clean and it's, you know, I'm going to put some steamed asparagus with lemon off our tree on it. And it really was a very organic thing. So I'm not, I'm not planning ahead because there's so many other, in between all that, you know, mm-hmm. there's homeschooling for six kids okay. and there's work and there's, you know, um, other things that we're so involved in, um, that it's really almost impossible to do that, which I like the fact that it's impossible because it does make it more organic and authentic in the moment because it truly is going, Oh, great. I have some lamb chops left over from Greek Easter. I think I'll make a spring stew. Oh, I have some frozen peas and carrots in the freezer and this and that. And, Oh, I need to use up this oregano. It's going bad. So let's do it. <laughs> you? <laughs> it's really like that. It's, yeah. it's kind of like Iron Chef, um, kind of on a time frame, but not as intense. But it's like Iron Chef for the home. Like I'm Iron Chefing it every day in my home. You know, that, that gives me an idea. And, and maybe you want to run with this, but like you could set up all the great Food Network shows and do your own like home version. Like uh, what's that Guy Fieri's supermarket one? Like you could just set oh. food out and like, you know. Make 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 your own little shows like that. That'd be fun. In fact, yeah, I'm that's a great that. idea. That's a great <laughs> idea. We're gonna run with that, and and we'll we'll put you on as one of the producers. There we go. <laughs> well, that's what it's all about. It's collaborating and sharing right now, and I think yeah. more than ever, 
you know, we were kind of all going this, you know, our world was kind of going in that direction, but I think it's been, you know, um, navigating this pandemic. I think that we're sharing and collaborating more than ever, which I just think is, is beautiful. I think it's beautiful. I I mean, in the midst of this tragedy, it's, there's, there are some silver linings, although everybody, like Maria Shriver said yesterday, I thought it was one of, you know, the best insights yet. And we have a lot of great insight from our guests, but she said, but everybody has to process it on their own. It's an individual emotion. It's an individual process because not everyone is seeing the silver lining right now. People who've lost family members and they can't see their family members when, you know, they're, when they pass away, they can't be with them to hold them or talk to them or give them a hug or what and comfort them. There is no silver lining yet for a lot of people out there. We are all processing it in different ways. And I thought that was a really um, super, super invaluable point. Yeah, yeah. Or they don't have money for food. Or they don't have money for food. I mean, all of our restaurants are shut down. All of our production, everything we do is shut down, except we can do social media. But we do that because we want to share and we want to be some small purpose in the world right now. We don't get paid to do it. We're not making money off of it, but we're doing something that in, in my mind is, is way bigger than that. It's our small service to the world right now when, um, you know, we could all take our, our expertise in some way, like Bobby, you're doing this amazing podcast. You guys, you and Joe are doing this amazing podcast and you're, um, you're entertaining people. You're giving them information that's informative. You're helping soothe them through a, a really hard time. So I think it's, you know, one of those things that, but we're all in the same boat. We're all unemployed right now. We are all not making money. <laughs> it's like we're all in a really bad situation. Yeah, it's, it's, it's hard. And I'm glad you brought that up because sometimes I'm a perpetual silver lining person. I was always taught to be grateful and be positive, whether we had food on the table or not, yeah. or whether we had money or not. It was just like, you be appreciative for what you have. And so sometimes I have a hard time editing my voice um, because I'm just always happy. You know, yeah. I, uh, I lost my dad when I was 20. I was going home for Thanksgiving. Oh, God. And, I so sorry. and, uh, it's okay. And he, he dropped dead. And from that moment, my whole life changed. But ever since then, everything's been perspective for me and nothing's yeah. been that bad. And so, so I'm looking at this as an opportunity. I can cook more, which I love. I can spend more time with my kids, which I love. And so I, I that's really insightful because I have to edit my voice a little bit because sometimes that can be upsetting to people who don't look at it that way without me realizing it. Um, uh, I'm the same. I mean, I think we're the same way. And I, and I also want to point out, you're also giving training tips online too, which I think is amazing. And thank you for that because that's helping when people are locked in and they can't really, they might not have a form of or, or a way to exercise. Um, that's hugely helpful, but uh, we're the same way. And I think that was a really good um, point because I wasn't, I think it's great for Maria yesterday to kind of, bring to ground me in that thinking in the sense that yes I mean because we're the same way I always you know I've lost both my parents I think that puts a lot of things in perspective when you lose your parents and you're kind of your your um you're not your lifeline really in a way you know those are your lifelines that you've had your whole life and so I think it's really grounding but at the same time I yeah I was kind of brought up that same way with like okay and we didn't have a lot of money brought up with like, you know, Christmas was like, you may, we, you know, it's going to be really tight this year. And 
you know, it's, so I think, or, or whatever the situation was, but I think that that is was really good to hear someone also put it in perspective that not everyone is in, they're not there yet. People aren't all there yet. And so my heart goes out to those people because it has got to be so hard to be in a situation where this is happening around you. It's so confusing, so uncertain, so scary. And you aren't in a place where you can feel positive about it or see a silver lining has to be extremely difficult um, for folks out there. So, um, you know, I'll always say to people, I'm giving you a big food hug. I'm giving you a giant, you know, um, wrap, wrapping my arms around you, um, connecting with you. And I think that when we can all take this, and we can just, just create an organic feeling for people that it's not, we're not on a pedestal. We're not up on our podium. We're just here to connect with you on a, on a level playing field to say, we're all going through this together. We're all in the same boat and we will get through this at some point. We are resilient. We will get through it. But yes, right now it is scary and everybody has to process it at their own pace. Yeah. So do, sure. do, you, do you think this changes the, the landscape uh, for you? I mean, we, we talked a little bit about now you, you've been doing this uh, Instagram stuff, like kind of the, the veneer of Hollywood has been peeled back a little bit. I mean, and not just for Food Network, but for like all stars, like people are seeing them as real humans. Does that take some of the pressure for that showmanship off and kind of open the door to kind of continue doing this sort of raw, sort of uh, uh, unpolished kind of, of production? Yeah, I mean, I think it's been the veneer has been ripped off of Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> we are, we are all like, I mean, and I think that that's a good thing. I think that you know there was so much, you know, there's and not just in Hollywood, every profession, there's so much grandstanding, there's so much, you know, one-upmanship, one-womanship, or whatever you want to call it. There's always this, you know, have I have to be competitive? I've got to do more than the next person. There's always like you know, trying to keep up with the Joneses. And I think this is, again, I think this has been a human recalibration for us. I think it has leveled the playing field. We are all in our houses, in our sweats with, you know, strip away the Hollywood, the, the hair, the makeup, the this, mm-hmm. that. And, and I love that. I think it's the first time too, that people can just be real. And they have their kids in the background when they're doing Zoom meetings and they're this. And it's like, it's great. It's like the first time everybody can actually, or they're forced to be real. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's, there's, they, you can't sugarcoat. We're not sugarcoating anything. Thank God. You yeah. know, and I think it's, it's about time. And I think we, this was a much needed breather for everybody. This is a chance to allow yourself to just be and to know um, that you are enough that just being you and your skillful, gifted, creative, brilliant, beautiful self, no matter who you are and what you do for a living, you are just like me, you know, and you're just like that person. And we're all in the same boat. We're all the same. Um, We get up in the morning. We're all having to homeschool our kids. We're all having to wash our clothes. We're all having to mop the floors. We're all having to cook our dinners, you know, and cook, you know, 35, 40 meals a week. We're all the same. And, yeah. you know, I think that that is so beautiful. I think it's the, to me, the most, and we've given the earth a break. Yeah. And I think that that's some of the most important things that will come out of this. Hopefully, you know, we've all, we'll all pivot. There'll be a new paradigm and hopefully this will last somewhat. Not everything is going to, we're going to mm-hmm. come, we're going to go back into the rat race at some point, but hopefully we can learn that, you know what, the workplace can change. The mindset can change the need to be, um, um, somebody you're not 
um, the need to please everybody and to be something for everybody instead of just being who you are and be authentic, hopefully that will change some. And we will see a new paradigm, I hope, in our society, in our world. Yeah. And I, I think you nailed it. And you said, I mean, it really is a beautiful thing because people can't just hide behind an illusion anymore. Like you can have a look and that's great. But if you're not like an authentic person, we're all on to you now. Like you, you can't yeah. continue to hide behind your, your Instagram. And I trust, yeah. trust me, I just think a lot of people, I think a lot of people are feeling relieved that they don't have to be that. Cause I don't think it's always something that people want to do. I think they feel like they have to do it. Yeah. To get that next job, to get that next TV show, to get that next promotion, to get that, you know, to, to get, 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 because they're afraid that if they don't get, they're not going to be able to provide for their family. They're not going to be able to put food on the table. It's all about, based on fear. Yeah, It's all exactly. based on fear. Yep. Nailed and it. And we've all, and it's all been exasperated. And I mean, exact, what am I trying to say, honey? It's all been, you know what I mean, blown up. I'm not using another word. It's all been blown out of proportion to the fact that we all believe it. We actually believe that's true, that we have to be all those things. We don't. Now we're finding out, yeah, actually we don't have to do, and we don't need as much as we think we need. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Now, now, Kat, one of the things I wanted to ask about you, and I'll, I'll do a bit of storytelling to, to explain this. People have always looked at me a certain way. I'm, I'm six foot three. I'm 260 pounds. I, I professionally fought. There's a whole list of things that go along with that that people think I am, but I'm probably quite different than people would imagine. I, I studied romantic literature in university, and right. I'm I'm sensitive, and I, I cry during movies, and and I love my kids, and I'm now looking at you. I would have looked at you on TV and thought you were kind of inaccessible. Here you are, you're the chef, you're the best in the world. Uh, you're not a person that just learned to cook at home. I mean, your, your technical skills are unparalleled. I, I can't imagine we would relate, but then I talk to people who know you and you're a humble universally, by the way, humble, kind. You have a sterling reputation as I could show up at your door and you'd invite me in for dinner. Do you, oh, yeah, that's so nice. Do you think that this, this whole seeing you on live has made you more accessible to people? Because, Oh, a million percent, a million percent. And the thing is, is I'm still the little Mississippi girl, Kathy Cora from Jackson, Mississippi. I grew up in a small, you know, well, it was a you know, city, but it was a small town feel. Grew up in the South. I was raised by the most incredible parents had, they, that humbled me every day, that gave me values. And I, I don't believe other than maybe, you know, I've got a little bit better style now. <laughs> I don't think I've changed at all. I mean, I really do believe I carry those values. I carry that, that, um, you know, the, I carry those values with me every day. And I always believe in being kind and being, um, accessible to people and being approachable. And, you know, I always want to know, I, you know, I want people to know that all the things you just said, I hope that's what people remember me for. Um, and I think that, that is absolutely the way that I try to carry myself every day. Um, and I don't have to try hard. It's just who I am. But, um, and, you know, I think that that is, um, but I, I agree with you on, on appearances. I think people think, you know, when they see me, oh my God, I thought you were so much taller. I thought, you know, they don't, they didn't know I had it necessarily had it. I guess people do know I have an accent, but I think people think they, and again, I think it goes back to, I'm hoping that, when we all come out of this, we will, we will give people a chance before we 
cast any judgment. You know, we will approach them and, and I don't think it's a judgment. I think it's fair. I think it's, you know, when you see people on TV, you think, oh yeah, they're, they're, they're not approachable. They're not accessible. And I think that, um, you know, for me, it's just ingrained in me. I was grown up, I was brought up that way, you know, to give back, to be kind, to treat others the way that you'd like to be treated, always by the golden rule. And, um, with a, a strong faith with, um, you know, giving people the benefit of the doubt, things like that. So I, an incredible work ethic. So I think that that's just, um, I, and I, it's so kind of you to say that and so sweet of, um, of you to say all those things. And, and I try, you know, to just be authentic as much as I possibly can. And I think that it, this has been really an amazing time. I think connecting with people just as a, on a real level without all the studio and the cameras and everything else and just one-on-one with everybody in the world. And we get people from all over the world who are just incredible to come on and they're just seeing me real. This is the real deal. This is as real as it gets. But it's funny because it's people's perception, right? Like I, I don't, I, I know you from TV. I see you on Iron Chef and I, and I feel like we could hang out in the kitchen, have fun. I love to cook. But then like if, if you and you and, uh, Daniel below walked in, walked in the kitchen. I feel like I would run and try to find a chef jacket and stand at attention, but it's probably, <laughs> but it's probably not like that. I, I got the opportunity and Joe's friends with them too. We're really good friends with the Viet fam who oh, yeah. is, is, is a notable Great chef. chef. Uh-huh. And I remember when I started becoming, he actually stood in my wedding. I mean, we're tight, but when we started becoming friends, He's like, do you want to go for lunch at Subway? And I'm like, you eat Subway? <laughs> well, 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 you're not allowed to eat that. And he's like, yes, I am. Like, he's a normal person. Oh my God, that's so great. I love he that. Shows, he shows yeah. up. To, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, he, he shows up to cook in like ratty sweatpants and a t-shirt and a backwards hat. And I'm like, do you have like tools? Do you have like a chef's jacket? Can I help you? And it's, it's neat to people see people down to earth and not everyone's had that experience. So I just love that everyone's seen that from you. Oh, I appreciate that. And I think that, um, yeah, I mean, you know, listen, chefs are, you know, we, we definitely have been trained, you know, I've been trained in three-star Michelin, you know, restaurants. I've been trained at the Culinary Institute of America, I've had the very, very, very formal training and, you know, been on, in a brigade, which is a classic term for, a, you know, a line in a kitchen and you have your hierarchy and, you know, we've, we've, um, definitely, um, been through it, you know, we've been in the trenches with, you know, an amazing chefs, legendary chefs. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, I'm a mom, I'm a wife, I'm a friend, I'm a daughter and I'm a sister. And I think that, you know, at the end of the day, you know, it's a, it's really just about being who you are and, really hoping that people can embrace that. And sometimes people, you know, sometimes, you know, in our world before coronavirus, that's not always embraced. That I think there's this idea that you have to have a, you have to be a diva and you have to have an attitude. And and those are the people you go, oh, and you're, you know, scared of and you, uh, they get more attention because they're, they're behaving badly or this or that. And I, I think, I hope again, you know, that, when our world, when we resume, that we look at people and go, you know what? That isn't the way. That isn't what's cool. That isn't what's, what success means. It, it is really the people who are real and organic and are kind 
and do good things in the world and try to make the world a better place. And yeah, they just happen to be badass chefs. Or they just happen, she has to be, she happens to be a badass chef or he happens to be a badass, you know, UFC fighter or trainer or, you know, home cook or whatever it is. I hope that our society will, will finally wake up and realize that that is what's real. So speaking, speaking of female chefs, because you are, you are human, who could show up at your door alive or dead? I've always wanted to ask you this. That's a female chef that would, that would shake you up a little bit, that you would be nervous around. Like, would it be Julia Child? Would it be, I, I don't know, Nigella Lawson, Claire Smythe? Like, who would you really want to work with? Well, you know, I knew Julia Child before she passed away. I was lucky enough to work with her um, and she mentored me and I spent some time with her actually at her house in Cambridge when she, um, that's now in the Smithsonian Institute, that kitchen is, but um, I was able to spend some time with her and she, I I consider her one of my mentors um, in my life. If she showed, showed up now, it's been 20 something years and we were able to sit down and have a meal together. That would be the most incredible experience. Um, it would be, it would be incredible. I would, that, that would definitely, um, yeah, I've talked about shaking me up. That would definitely be like, wow, that would be a mind blowing experience. I think, um, someone like, um, sitting around a table with some old writers that are food writers like, you know, Craig Claiborne and MFK Fisher, who's one of my favorite food writers and, and people like that, that kind of table to me would be incredible. Um, you know, and, and just really, Are and Roger Berger, Roger Berger, who's a three-star Michelin chef, he's passed away now, but yeah, I, were, I started, did an apprenticeship for him and no women were allowed in kitchens. And this was 20 something years ago. And when I did my apprenticeships in French kitchens and literally they were the only two chefs out of 10 three-star Michelin chefs that would take me in their kitchens. They said, no women. I'd get letters back saying, no women are allowed in our, our kitchen. Sorry, you can't come. And then I got two from George Blanc and Roger Verge, and they said, okay, we'll take a chance on you, but it's going to be tough. And I went and I did both. And so I think that, you know, that kind of table to me would be like uh, beyond, like beyond. When you look at that, because that's such an interesting point. Listen, I'm, I'm Canadian through and through. And in Canada, we have fundamental beliefs that are just, we respect women. We're not misogynists. We're not homophobic. We're not racist. I mean, it's, it's, it's just intertwined in our culture. It's hard for me to believe that, that we lived in a lifetime where women weren't allowed in the kitchen. Like it seems like in a, in a, in a chef's brigade, do you reflect on that a lot? Is that, how do you feel about that when you look at it now? Well, I mean, I think that it was the sign of the times and I think that, yes, it was super unfortunate. Um, you know, it's important. I love that Canadians are so open-minded. It's unfortunate that the whole world can't be and hasn't been for a very long time. So open-minded with homosexuality and, you know, um, races, cultures, religions, um, women. I mean, but I think that, you know, obviously we've made some big strides in 20 years and, um, that's changed dramatically. There's still, we still have a lot of work to do, obviously. Um, but, um, you know, it does. It's, it's really when I think back on it, it's, um, and I say that out loud to people because I tell that story 
sometimes and people just can't believe it because 20 years was not that long ago. Yes. Yeah. And when you say it, I'm like, who, who the, I, I don't want to swear, but like who the fuck wouldn't let Pat Corey yeah, like, I get it, it. It blows me away, especially when I see, I, I mean, I, I gotta be honest with you. I, I, I think the female chefs out there today are better than the men. Like, to be honest with you, like the people that I follow on Food Network anyway, it blows me away that that was 20 years ago, that that was a thing. It's, it's unbelievable. And you're right. I mean, there's some of the most incredible food comes out of female um, chef's kitchens. And one day we'll just be chefs. We won't even be female, male, you know, right, right. all of that. And one day we'll just, we won't be gay and straight. It won't matter. You know, it's, and we won't be... Water. So we just always have to, you know, everybody's got to keep pushing that, pushing that needle to, to make changes. And I think that that's why it's so important to be, you know, um, to have a voice. Yeah. Some way, sure. whatever's your passion, some way, have a voice. For sure. Now, now, the other thing I've wanted to ask you is the, the cooking competitions. That's like all over TV now. Um, they had this Food Network Tournament of Champions, which I, I was addicted to by the way. Yeah, um, we were too. And, and, and Alex Gornichelli got taken out, which like blew me away. My, my 11 year old son, he actually cried. Um, he was devastated. I'm like, dude, you're taking this a little seriously. Like it's okay. Root for the underdog. <laughs> it was funny. But um, th- these cooking shows and, and we've obviously seen you in, in Iron Chef and stuff. Are you going to start exploring more of these cooking competitions? Well, I think that, you know, I mean, let's, and everything in the TV world, when we resume live, everything is going to be different. Everything will change. You never know. We never know when we open our emails or, you know, who we're going to have an email from, what opportunity is going to come around. I mean, that's the exciting part is just kind of the unknown. And we don't know. We don't know what TV is going to really, you know, how that's going to pivot, what's going to happen. Um, but yeah, I mean, listen, we're, we're, we stay open. I think that, you know, people are calling me to judge a lot more today because, you know, I, I, I was, I did so many seasons at Iron Chef and it's still on and, and I loved it, but I think now they're looking for, you know, some of that expertise to sit in the judges table and, and really give people at home a perspective, you know, during the tournament of champions, I did this, you know, series on live Instagram called triple C and it was just me, Kat Cora's, you know, it was Kat's couch commentary. And I would just, I would just be, you know, I'd comment on what was happening and blow by blow. And, you know, and it was just so people love that because it's just, I'm just sitting, I would have been doing it anyway. A matter of fact, we started it because I was just sitting there, you know, making comments about this and why did they choose that? And oh my God, they're going to have a hard time doing that in the pressure cooker. And I, I would just be giving, you know, blow by blow details of each move the chefs were making. And Nicole's like, we got to put this on live Instagram. I need to tape this. So we just started doing it. It was fun, fun time. But I think that, you know, from that perspective, it's like, I just have, I have a lot to offer. Um, I love cooking for people and I love cooking on television, but I also have a lot of, to offer from the perspective of someone who has been there and done that and can give a lot of information to people at home that I think is super informative as well. So it's a mix of feelings about how, you know, cooking and competing or judging because I love both. I did that on ABC's Family Food Fight. I was a judge with Graham Elliott and Aisha Curry on that. And that was so amazing to do that and to help these families 
and mentor these families somewhat and mentor people at home through our, you know, what we knew and our knowledge to give them. Yeah. Speaking, speaking of him, if you can give Graham a message for me, um, from, from someone that he doesn't know, I don't know. A lot of people realize this. He made an incredible, remarkable transformation in his physical health. Um, if, oh, if for you sure. Look at, you look at old pictures of him and, and where he is now. And, and I'm astounded because to be able to do that working around food 24 seven, it's just, just from a guy in the fitness industry, massive respect to him. Yeah. And the other one who did that was Richard Blaze that I don't think people oh, yeah. how overweight he was. And to overcome that, I'm just floored. Like, I think it's incredible. Yeah. Um, that's, that's I'll let really both of them know you said that. Because it's just... I'll let them both know. I'll send them a message to them that both of you, that you yeah. send yeah. your respect about that, for sure. Yeah. We get these people that have to stay away from food and they've got no self-control and they, and, they, and they can't eat healthy and they can't... I can't imagine how difficult it would be working in a kitchen. You know what I mean? And so that kind of thing is, is, is major respect for you. What's, what's next for you? What do you, I mean, and, and I'm not talking about COVID sure. necessarily. what do you really want to do in the industry or have you done it? We have several things happening. We have a, uh, we have a couple of cool things. Um, but I think that one is I just finished a wrapping up a cookbook and that's not been announced yet, but that's going to be my first cookbook in six years, something like that. So I actually did that right under the wire of coronavirus (laughs) without knowing this pandemic was going to hit. We just had finished that. Um, So that's turned in and we're, um, our agent is sending that around to publishers. So we'll, that'll be, uh, that's probably going to be the next big thing. And then we have, you know, some exciting show things happening, but obviously not until we're out of coronavirus and we'll see. But you will be one of the first to know. As long as we call our community. I love it. Now, now, Kat, I always end a show usually with like a ridiculous question or a favor. And and from you, it's gonna be a favor. So at one point, can I intern just for a day at 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 Mesa Burger? You can Of you course. Can, <laughs> done. Listen, I have been whipped with That's the fact easy. Done. It's yeah. done. I have been whipped for a week. Of an electrical cord by my Nona. So you can yell at me. You can throw stuff at me. You can, you can climb <laughs> out, whatever. I just, I just want to learn. One it's of the funny. I've been, uh, I've been like, I, I've, I've been through the ringer too myself. I want, I I want this on video. Bobby, it's done. I am going to follow him around. I am going to live stream the whole thing so I can see him getting whipped. <laughs> You know, you know, Kat, that, Say that again. Uh, I said, I'm going to follow him along and live stream the whole thing. So I can see him just getting chewed up in the kitchen. This will be great. You're, everybody's welcome to come. Kat, <laughs> it is, it is so funny. All right, that's came done, over. Bobby. As soon as we was, as soon as I, we re- resume life outdoors again, and we um, get this pandemic under control, absolutely done. You're interning. It's already, it's already written down. You're done. I, it's, I love calm. it. I love it. I had, it reminds me of an experience. Viet came over to my house to cook and, and we did his Nashville chicken and he told me to do something and I guess I did it wrong. And he gave me a look like he's never given me in his life. And I got scared. I, oh my God. You know, I, I looked at him, I go, Viet, don't you ever look at me like that again. And he goes, sorry, I'm a cook. Oh my God. <laughs> so you can, you can do that. And I'm, I'm okay well, with it. 
I love it. Well, I love you guys. Thanks so much for having me on, Bobby. Joe, you guys are amazing. Bobby, we'll, we'll stay in touch. I know that we'll see you. I hopefully we'll see you on tonight. And oh. thank you for all your training tips because that's been helping us a lot. Good. good. No, thank thank you. Just trying to uh it's funny with with food and fitness. I feel like those are the things that can help people the most in life. I, I was just brought up in a family where we, we were active together and then we always made food together. And there's so much joy, yep. I think, in both. I think they're similar that there's so much joy in doing those things. And, and, and I'll say this before we sign off. The thing I'm most excited about this, the silver lining, is that people are getting to make food and learn how to cook and eat together as a family, like fundamental parts of it sounds like your upbringing and certainly mine and Joe's. Yeah. I'm loving that people yeah. have this opportunity. So thank you for putting out the content that you put out because of for, us, uh, for us home cooks, it, it makes us feel like we can kind of do it too. Yeah. And, and you do. Yeah. Thank you, stuff. buddy. Well, thank you from, guys. From, from, the fitness, from the fitness perspective, there's so much fear of food. So thank you so much for, for making it real for people and accessible. I think it's incredible. Absolutely. Well, we guys, we will see you uh, offline for sure. All right. Okay, and bye-bye. we will see you online at the show. <laughs> yes. You guys are all amazing. Right. Love to all of you. And I'm giving all of your listeners a big food hug. 